gets it into Jake. Jake up for two off the glass, gets fouled. He's going to the line to shoot two for real this time. Jake Cole six is first. More time. Jake Cole's second free throw is good as well. Timeout, Grinnell. We'll take one with them. 41 40, they lead over New. Welcome into the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast number 31. We are coming off an exciting week of basketball. Myself, I have Blake Walker with me today. My winter break is on. Successfully passed the first semester of college. We are happy in our household. I think he's happy to have a break for a little bit. This, uh, this weekend, Blake, you can say, is a uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good basketball. Let's just say that a lot of a lot of motions going two different way, ways. I think there was some learning in the course. We have some good positives to talk about. So before we get started, let's hear a word from our sponsors. And come right back at them. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauliak, third generation owner of Pauliak Hoover. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you. Everything is made from scratch, and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit polyeyescanellia.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Polyeyes Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. Tomorrow, some fear the uncertainty it brings. Some trust the promise it holds. At Grinnell Mutual, we are always looking forward to tomorrow. Growing and innovating. So even if the plans you have for the future aren't the same as the plans the future holds for you, you can be ready. Because we'll be ready, like we have been for over 100 years. Trust in that. Trust in tomorrow. Talk to a Grinnell Mutual agent today. Thank you to Polyize Pizza and Grinnell Mutual for your sponsoring of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network podcast. Okay, let's... Dive into last week's games. Start out Thursday night. Yeah, so <clears throat> no games from that Monday to Thursday time. Uh, it was Grinnell's first action since Oskaloosa that Friday night before on the 6th. So on the 12th Thursday night, Clear Creek Amana came to town. We'll start with the girls. Uh, they dropped to Clear Creek Amana 76-72. I guess you could consider it one of those shocker games, but Clear Creek Amana – uh, only two losses on this season to Central DeWitt, a good team, and then Marion. They got crushed by Marion, but Marion's the best team in 4A. So, um, you know, tough loss for Grinnell, but I guess you could say it was kind of a win to hang in there for four points. Very winnable game, uh, but just fell short. Uh, it just felt like Grinnell was kind of behind. They were behind most of the game. They rallied in the end. I mean, they made it really close, but Clear Creek and Mana pulled away. So I guess the biggest question that I have is what what team do we have? We have a you look on quick stats. We have a 95 point performance, 97, 69, 72, 71, and then we drop 37 against Des Moines Christian. Uh, you really wonder, especially with these tough games ahead. I mean, what kind of team do we have? Well, I think right now it's going to be. I hate to say it, and, and we'll listen here in a few minutes. We have the the post game with Mark, assistant coach Mark Evett, that. Uh, they're still trying to figure out how they're going to play these girls together. Uh, there is times in that Clear Creek Amanda game, and, and we'll talk about then the the victory of learning going into Friday night's game, that it just looked like there was 
nothing that was going to make sense out there on the floor. And like you said, they did trail, you know, quite a bit of the ball game in and out. Uh, I've never seen a team that is so up and down on field goal percentage. You know, one one game that they're they're spot on, and those are the games that we're seeing the scores just go crazy. The next game, if if one person is shooting poorly, it seems like it just goes all the way down the board and another person is shooting poorly, which just keeps trailing out to that's what your final score is. It's going to be a poor score. Um, but it, it is really interesting to me to see how these girls bounce back. I mean, one game is a difference. You know, we, we noticed in both games Friday – or excuse me, Thursday night that they – Clear Creek and Mana was a, a scrappy team. You know, boys and girls, they they could forecast where passes were. They could forecast where people were going to do their crossover and pick pick pockets going through the lane, um, get their hand up in your face and, and really distract your shooting. And I don't know if that was just the point of having a younger team, not being able to overcome that. But it, there was some some oddities about that clear right. Greek mana game. So I, I don't know what to say because – and in four four minutes after we listen to Mark Kevin's interview, you're gonna turn around and I think we should get the girls' games out of the way first before we go to the boys' games. But you're you're gonna tell us about a girls' game. You're gonna say, is that the same team? Yeah. So well, to wrap up that Clear Creek Amanda game, Grinnell shot 11 for 37 from three point range. You know how many schools would love to make 11 threes in a game, but still, you know, they they lost. Uh, I Gurnell has to be close to have taken the most threes out of anybody in the state. I mean, it, they're the Houston Rockets embodied right here. Um, but yeah, then they turn around the very next night and beat Newton seventy-one to thirty-six. Uh, this time they made, oh, guess what? Eleven three-pointers. This time thirty-six three-pointers attempted. So right around that range, their defense was just better. They outscored Newton twenty-three to three. They got off to an eighteen-nothing start. We finally started to see a little bit of transition defense kind of come in. You know, that's one of the biggest things they've struggled on. Transition defense has been just not great. Uh, but now you're starting to get a few more scores in double digits. McKenna had 13. Ivy had 12. Hayden had 16. Uh, it's almost like a light switch. You know, Friday, Thursday night to Friday night. Now Newton's Newton. They're not the best. But yeah. still, I mean. And, and I agree with that. You know, 100% the, the points off of turnovers. And I think if uh, either one of the coaches are listening to this this evening when it's released, they're going to say, yeah, how many points in the turnovers, off of turnovers, did we leave on the table? I mean, there are still quite a few layups that were missed, but we had a higher percentage that we were taking care of and getting that point right back after the fact. So I think between that and your three-pointers, uh, I would have never guessed that it was 11 for 36. It seemed like the three-pointers, and maybe it's because they were falling early uh, opposed to waiting to the end, but it the shot selection seemed to be a little bit better throughout the evening, and we just didn't seem to have that confusion out there on the floor. Uh, and, again, game by game, we are seeing improvements. If, if they have a down game, the next game, it's like 125% better that they go in, and it's like it has to be so bad of a performance that I don't know if Coach Edson takes that and, and just dissects it and lays it on the board and said, listen, this is what happened. You have to fix it because we see results the next night or the next game that they play and turn around and, you know, do something really well on the flip side. So, I mean, it's, it's nice to see that performance come back the other way. And uh, kudos to those girls for having a great performance coming back Friday night. 
And, uh, you know, we, we look forward to see what's going to happen as we come forward to the Dallas Center Grimes uh, next week. But before we get too far into this, let's, let's take a minute. We're going to listen to what Mark Kevitt had to have. This is the post game after the Clear Creek Amana. Uh, and then we'll be right back, and then we'll dive into the boys. All right, we're back here. Mark, can you hear us? All right, go ahead, drop your mic down. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Mark, probably not a game that you like to come up and talk about too much, but I know, you know, from Lake and I, we, this is our second game, third home game? Uh, third. Third home game. You have a young balance of players that you're trying to, to get going. A couple seniors, junior, and then sophomores and freshmen that are seem to blend in there. Yes. Kind of give us your a, a recap of, of your thoughts of that game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, defensively, I thought the first half we did fairly well. What we planned them to, you know, plan to do. We we got lost on some rotations and this and that. But we're going to with a young team. Um, it was the third quarter where we got got out of sorts and and they made a good run and I think they got up what 16, 18 points on us. Yep. And we didn't really have a lot of fire in us. Um, and then I thought the girls made a great comeback. Uh, they got it all the way back, and I don't know, two or three times we had the ball within four or three points possession. Um, just couldn't make the shots and miss some, you know, miss some free throws. Um, they were crucial too, but it wasn't that wasn't all the reason. It just little things, and and, and that's a good team that, you know, and they. They came to play because they ranked 15th in the state, and they wanted to win this game. So it, it was a good, hard-fought game. We just made a few too many mistakes, and like you said, we're awfully young. So it's a learning – it's a process, as Trent likes to say. Right, it, and it seems like, you know, it, it goes through a balance of on three-point shooting. Yep. We, we see games – Oskaloosa is a great example. Three-pointers are on. You just can't, can't miss one. And then tonight, it was kind of a little roller coaster. We were on, and, I mean, McKenna dropped some three-pointers. One one hand in her face is still dropping them. And then, you know, to have Sarah come back, catch one, but had such a hot game down in Oskaloosa. But I guess from what we see up here was a little bit of the girls' frustration. Uh, It seems like they they miss a three-pointer that they're used to shooting. Yep. And then it's just a stop play of what – going on and and we could kind of see Trent's frustration up here it's like what are you doing why are you stopping we still have to play basketball we still have to rebound no you're right and what Trent said at halftime was right he said where we were really having trouble with our defense where we weren't getting our press or was is when we'd miss shots we would stand around and let them get down the floor and we're real we're still supposed to be in that full court man-to-man defense and you're right we, we put up a shot we missed and we kind of just jog back or kind of you know and we took some shots we probably didn't need to take I know Trent said at halftime we talked about in the hall that Sarah had one attempt in the first half and she had a three-pointer you know coming off that last game where she was hot got to get her the ball more and it seemed a little bit that that second foul just kind of made her hesitant yes I agree play offensive wise and defense which it's assumed on defense you're going to have that a little bit but to pull back so all right, let's let's set this game aside. We got a big game against Newton right back in here in the main gym tomorrow night. What are we looking at towards Newton? You know, I think that 
I don't know how many girls, honestly, they graduated last year. I think that our speed is going to be a problem for them. I think they're going to be bigger than us. They'll be obviously slower. I think once we get them going and running, I think we'll be fine. I think, you know, after tonight, our girls are going to come back and, and be ready to play. I, I expect a much better effort in the first half. Um, intensity. It's a conference game. So we need to get after it and, and get a win. And, and, you know, like you said, just forget about this game and move on. Well, I, I think of what we see, and I'm sure you guys, you, you know it. Every time you walk off the court, whether it's a win or loss, it's a learning moment. Yes. And, and it seems like so far in, in the last three games, it's different pairing that you're putting out there. Yeah. Trying to find what does work, and as we said in, our, in the end of our post game, it's whether the girls like it or not, they got to play as a team and, and put all that balance together and have a good vibe out there instead of saying, I only like to play with her or yeah. her. We're so. trying to find those combinations, and it's, it's early in the season of all new bodies. It's going to take a little time. I do think, you know, we get after Christmas, I think we'll be a much better team. The competition will get much tougher probably right. overall. But we'll be better. But you get that first junior part of the season out of it. So, yes. Mark, I appreciate you coming up and talking to us. We look forward to many games in the future. Thank uh, you. Good luck tomorrow night, and hopefully we'll talk about victory tomorrow night. All right. so thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Mark. All righty. So thank you to Coach Kivett for talking to us uh, about the girls' basketball game. You know, even despite a loss, he came up and talked to us, and that was really cool. And, you know, obviously they turned it around and got better, so – uh, we look forward to seeing what the Gr Grinnell girls basketball team can continue to keep doing over the next couple weeks, uh, and we should be excited to see them on this Friday. Uh, we'll jump over to the boys' side. On that Thursday, they took on Clear Creek, Amanda. You look at the box score, Grinnell lost because of the first quarter. Grinnell trailed 22-10 to at the end of the first quarter, then outscored Clear Creek, Amanda, in the second, got outscored by six in the third, and got outscored by one in the fourth. They lose 68-55. to this is a really frustrating game to watch, I feel like, for a lot of people. Um, you know, because you beat Oskaloosa, and here you think, this is perfect. I mean, we have a legit good team. They still have a legit good team. But then you turn around against Clare Creek and Mana, you shoot 17 for 53 on shots, you know, and it's just 4 for 17 on threes. This showed that this team is still vulnerable. Uh, and, you know, you can't have the thing, oh, we came off a win last night, you know, we're tired. I mean, this wasn't. You had a break and you had a little bit of time. And just Clear Creek and Mana completely outplayed them. Now, granted, Clear Creek and Mana is on a hot streak. I think they've won now four or five straight. So they're a good basketball team. But despite Jay Cole scoring 24 and A.J. putting up 13, it just seems like we're missing something in that offense. Yeah, the, uh, you know, the performance, it just seemed like it wasn't clicking. Uh, it didn't seem like... Uh, they were running an offense and playing an offense together. And, you know, towards the end, it started to change a little bit, but it just didn't seem like the, the team was a united team playing that ball game. And, you know, they were a scrappy team. You know, Clear Creek and Mana, they, they had a good center. Uh, I think he may have been a little bit underrated uh, just to the fact that he was, you know, three, three or four inches shorter than Owen. Right. But – he had some hops in him. My goodness, he could get up and he could jump, a, jump in and block shots. And I think that was probably the most intimidating thing is anything that we took into the lane, we had trouble with. Right. Uh, just because of his presence, uh, their guards were, you know, pretty, pretty fast guards. Uh, they were all able to hand check like crazy, and uh, there wasn't many fouls called out of it. 
So anytime you have that type of play, it, it kind of reminds me, somebody asked me, what did you think of the game? And I said, it kind of reminded me of the Iowa Hawkeyes playing Michigan State. You know, it's like you always go up there, it's like they can have their hands all over you and hand check you and be reaching and grabbing, stealing the ball. It's like we don't know how to play against that. And, you know, I don't know if it's it's not the fact that we don't know how to play against it is when you hit that first team of the season that does that, it's like, whoa, what's going on here? And usually by the second second time that you're approached with that and the season goes on, it changes a little bit because like, okay, this is how we played against a team that does that. And, and those are all factors still that, you know, this team, you know, th- they're not really a young team anymore. They're a, they're a team that quite a few of them have a lot of playing time together. Uh, besides for, you know, Matea stepping in and having a starting role, Owen had quite a bit of a starting role last year in the mix of Cole, AJ, and Jake. You know, so there, there's not really to say that we're all new. We may be new to still be getting used to Brandon's coaching style a little bit. But all in all, I, I think there was a lot of soul searching that was done. And I made a post on Twitter that, you know, you learn from all your mistakes. And that happened the day before. Today is a new day. And we go out and make a change. And and I, I doubt that there's anything in my quote that was a difference of what happened on Friday. But Friday was a new night in a new night that really made a big difference of how those teams played. Yeah, so Grinnell then turned around that Friday night, took on Newton, the Cardinals. 41-40 to was the final score. Uh, Jay Cole once again saves the day, free throws at the end to give Grinnell the 41-40 advantage. And then uh, um, Adam Mattis, he missed his floater, and then Coley missed his putback. Uh, Grinnell caught a break, or not caught a break. I mean, their defense was great. Uh, you know, I guess you could look at this and say we held Newton to 40 points. That's a that's an automatic, you know, win. But, uh, you know, Jake had 23 out of the 41. It's, it, you know, to see Jake with all these points and then everybody else just kind of had an average night. AJ only had three, but he didn't play almost in the fourth quarter because of his knee. Uh, it almost feels like we just need that second guy because Jake, I feel like he's not going to be 100% every single time. Every single time you give him the ball, he's going to have to make something happen. And, uh uh, I felt like, you know, Friday night, big win. Newton's a tough, tough game. The crowd loved it. The atmosphere was great. Uh, you're 2-0 in conference play, but it, it still felt like we can't – this shouldn't be close. We should be, you know, up by just a little bit right. more. And, and, you know, I think some of it is Newton, they come off, they're coming off a heartbreaker loss. Two, two in a row – or two, two big games. Two big games in a row, heartbreaker losses that, you know, they had a little bit more motivation – uh, on their side too, that they were just they they're hungry for a win, and they were. A, I have nothing to say bad against that team. They they played a, a good quality basketball game, and when it come down to it, I mean, even at halftime, it was a rock and roll back and forth, back and forth, that it was going to be not a not necessarily a buzzer beater, but it came down to those last eight seconds, and and as you hear in the uh, the pre-lineup to the podcast for tonight. That's what played on the front. And when we get done here, you're going to see that's what's being played on the end. You know, those are emotional moments that we're starting to get more more hyped up about basketball. I For the longest time when we started doing this, I was like, man, we're never going to get any close games. What's up with this? And now in the past, this 2019, we've gotten all these. And then in this, this season alone, it's like, oh, my goodness, how many close games are we going to get? 
Um, but yeah, Newton uh, Grinnell hangs on, beats Newton forty-one to forty. That's always a big win. Let's take a listen to that post-game interview from Cole McGriff right now. All right, we're back here on the Tiger Sports live stream network. Cole McGriff's in here talking with us. Cole, first of all, congrats on the win. Thank you. Uh, second of all, this is three close games in five games. Yeah. How have you been able? To, how's the team been able to pull this out? having little practice time playing yeah. five games in two weeks you know uh we just we're, we're continuing to try to play for each other you know that mentality where you know it doesn't matter who scores it's just how we get you know get the win i'll be honest on um, the past the monday tuesday and wednesday practices were terrible they were awful we we have to practice better and that's why these games were close is because you know oski's close because they're you right, know they're a good right. team you that's know Oski. but um past two games were a result of terrible practicing and we're gonna practice better. We're gonna have a. We're gonna be playing much better. You know, these games can't be as close as they are, especially because I know we have the talent to really do something great here. It was loud in here. The atmosphere versus Newton is crazy. With that yep. goes back to the football season. Yeah. What does it mean now? Two and zero in Little Hawkeye Conference play against teams that you know, you know, rivals are rivals. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Oski Newton, you knock off two big ones. How does that help the confidence going forward into Little Hawkeye Conference play? Uh, it's just it's great to know that we can rally together and win these games when. When it's crunch time, when it's really close, you know, we have the com camaraderie to, no, I don't know if that's the word, but <laughs> we fine. stick together through thick and thin. You know, when things get tough, we continue to fight for each other, and that's that's the bottom line, fighting for each other and just never giving up. Um, obviously, we're not playing great basketball yet, but with the guys we have, we can build off these wins, and we can start playing great basketball and beating these teams like Norwalk and I don't know. DCG, DCG is yeah, a solid yeah, team yeah. this year, so DCG. So once we start playing great basketball, things will be very good. But I'm just happy to get these wins. No one win is a win. Last question for you. At halftime, you're down by a little bit. The offense is kind of stuttering. Yep. What does what Sharp tell you guys in the locker room just to kind of get going? I mean, you guys ended up coming back. but Yeah. Um, he wasn't too upset with how we were playing. He knows the offense was slow. Part of that is because Newton does a great job at slowing the game down. They really they walk the ball up the court and stuff. He just told us, you know, he told me individually, I mean, like, you need to attack more. And I didn't do a great job of that whole game. I need to be more aggressive. Um, he said, but we got to keep the ball moving a little bit more. The ball is a little stagnant at times. Um, obviously, get the ball to Jake Cole down low. You know, he's a beast. Yep. We, we did that a lot towards the end. Um, so, yeah, but the message really was to continue to play for each other, and things will turn out in our direction, uh, push the ball, stuff like that. All yep. right. You had a solid game yourself. I appreciate you coming up here. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Second, talk about the little Hawkeye conference standings. We're two weeks in. Uh, Dallas Center Grimes, Grinnell, and Norwalk all tied for the number one spot technically, 2-0 in conference play. That's big for Grinnell. I mean, you just knocked down one of the harder uh, you know, teams out of both. Granted, when I go down the stats, it doesn't show that. So Dallas Center Grimes, 4-0, 2-0 in conference play. Grinnell plays them this Friday. Oh, my goodness, they're good. Luke Rankin and uh, Luke Glasclow, I think, or Glasclow, I think his name is. Uh, both averaging 20 points a game. They're going to be hard to beat. Grinnell's number two, 4-1, 2-0. Norwalk is 3-1. Lost to Winterset earlier in the, or just a couple weeks ago. That was big, but they're still 2-0. Pella Christian's 4-1. They're 1-1. Indianola's 2-2. They're 1-1. And then the bottom of the bracket, or the bottom of the standings is just really weird. Pella is 2-2, 0-2 in Little Hawkeye Conference play with losses to Indianola and uh, Dallas, or uh, Pella Christian. Oskaloosa is 2-2, two 0-2 and two, oh and two in conference play. Uh, they lost to Dallas Center Grimes. Xavier Foster did not play in that game. And then obviously they lost to Grinnell. And Newton at the very bottom at 1-3, 0-2 oh in the conference. I mean, it's still so early. I think things are going to jumble around. But, uh, you know, even though Grinnell's two conference wins over, over, the, over the bottom two teams, that Oskaloosa team could easily be number one just, you know, in a flip.
Right. So, um, should we take a break and then we'll go to our uh, what's going on the next week? Uh, I want to right before we go to break. I just want to catch up on some of the the hard workers on the bottom side. So the JV teams are are also playing on these nights too. So uh, the Grinnell Varsity JV, or excuse me, the Grinnell Boys JV, uh, they fell to Clear Creek Amana on Thursday night. And then on Friday night, the boys' JV also fell to Newton. Uh, a better game watching it play-wise, but still they're just trying to figure out how to get all these JV players to play together. Uh, the JV girls, they beat Newton on uh, Friday night, so that was a, a nice win for them, kind of getting that team wound up. That plays in the main gym prior to the girls, so that was a, a good win for them. Also on the 13th, uh, we jump over to, or let's not leave out the swimmers. The uh, swim team traveled to Des Moines Hoover and picked up a nice win, 126 over, uh, 126 points over 38 points from Des Moines Hoover. Uh, and actually, it was kind of like a, a duel. So Grinnell was had 90 points over Des Moines East, so they beat them by 10, and then 126 over Des Moines Hoover's 38. Uh, first place finishers were in the 200 free, Trent Rasmussen with a school, uh, time of 159.68. In the 100 fly, Alex Smith with a 100 or 1.0348. In the 500 free, Cody Blaine with a 553.82. And then also the 400 free relay with Rasmussen, Blaine, Alger, and Smith at a uh, time of 346.68. Those were all first place finishers. Uh, a little note here from Coach Smith it said the JV had a near clean sweep, dominating competition, taking first in all events except for the 100 breasts. So good job over there with the uh, the boys team. Uh, then they also had a invitational. I don't have the scores back for the invitation. We'll follow up with that next week. Uh, that was a nine-team event at Grinnell College this past Saturday. So we'll get those, and, and we get them, we'll throw them out there on our Twitter page and Facebook page. I think the Facebook page we posted, but it's just this Grinnell Hoover one. So look forward for those on our Twitter page, and we'll, again, continue. And on top of that, I take that back. I just found it, Blake. So uh, the score's back. They got a third-place finish on that Saturday event. Good. Uh, three out of ten teams, so that's pretty awesome. Uh, the medley, really a high Heisman or Heisman, Strauser, Wilson, and Alger had their best race of the season so far. Um, they finished fifth. Uh, Trent Rasmussen finished sixth in the 50 free and seventh in the 100 free. Uh, Cody Blaine finished seventh in the 200 free. Alex Smith eighth in the 200 IM, which is a season best for him. Blake Wilson eighth in the 100 fly, which is a career best by two seconds for him. Cody Bain. Uh, 10th in the 500, which dropped four seconds from his personal record. Uh, 200 free relay, Erasmussen, Wilson, Smith, and Strasser was sixth place, dropping almost two seconds. Caden Heisman with 11th in the 100 back, dropping two seconds off his personal best. Mads Knudsen was 12th in the 100 breasts with a personal best for him. The B relay has also a, uh, played a role in scoring points for the team, the 200 free be taken at eighth place with uh, Knudsen's Alger, Pinnich, and Blaine and the 400 free B relay with a 12th place finish of Blaine, Heisman, Brunel, and Knudsen. So that is the results from the Saturday. So awesome job to them, third place out of 10 teams. They will next meet up at a home 
against Newton and Ames, and that will be coming up this Thursday night. So if you're out and about and you want to see some swimming for the boys, slip over to the Bear Complex and, and watch them swim in their meet. All right, that is what I have for the past events. Let's take a, a break here from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Hey there, I'm Joey Pauli, third generation owner of Pauli's in Grinnell. Since 1957, we've been serving you the flavors you savor. Dine in, carry out, or pick up our frozen pizzas for a night in. Our promise to you, everything is made from scratch and we only use the freshest ingredients, guaranteed. Plus, get your kids signed up for our Pax Pals program to get free pizza and shirts. Visit PauliEyesGrinnellIA.com or ask your server how to sign up. See you soon at Pauliize Pizza Grinnell on 5th Ave between Main and Broad Street. When I took over this farm from my dad, I knew our future success required making major changes in our operations. That meant adding acreage, more and bigger equipment, investing in powerful technology, hiring employees. We even started a seed business. Fortunately, working together with Grinnell Mutual and my local mutual insurance company, my agent was able to cover everything, giving us more trust in tomorrow. Alrighty, welcome back to the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network Podcast. Thank you to our sponsors of Polyas Pizza, Pizza Grinnell Mutual, and Grinnell Mutual for sponsoring the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network Podcast and the Tiger Sports Live Stream Network all season long. Alrighty, <clears throat> it's time to jump into the events that we have going on on this Monday. Are they going to hear this on a Monday? They're going to hear it tonight. They're yeah. going to hear it tonight. So while you listen to it, if you're listening to it tonight, there is a GHS winter concert. Shout out to Mr. Henderson and Mr. Dressler. Uh, I won't be able to make it, and I wish I could because it's a boys' varsity game tonight. Your Grinnell Tigers take on the 2-1 and Knoxville Panthers. I mean, I hate to say it. Statistics say we're going to get another close game tonight. So if you're finished with the winter concert, the boys' game technically says it's supposed to start at 8 o'clock. So it's a late game tonight, so make sure to stop on by. Uh, after the game and make sure to figure out your parking spots early because it is going to be a mess. Uh, also, the Grinnell girls' 7th grade team heads to Pella Christian and the 8th grade girls go to Pella Christian. So if you're a middle school parent and you have a girl in basketball, you probably know that, but just uh, be wary. Uh, tomorrow, there's an 8th grade girls' basketball game again. Pella comes to Grinnell. Uh, there's also a 7th grade game. And then uh, speech rehearsal, play rehearsal. Uh, by the way, the play, uh, just giving everyone a fair warning, or just a heads up, it's in the first week of March. It's the Adams Family. That's the musical. And then speech team, make sure to be supporting them. Uh, follow Kevin Hosbon on Facebook. He's always putting those updates on there. Nothing's going on on Wednesday. On Thursday, it is a packed day. There is a 7th grade girls basketball game at South Tama. There is a boys middle school wrestling meet at Indianola. There's a girls basketball meet against South Tama, or the girls' eighth grade is in uh, Grinnell. That's against South Tama. There's a speech parent meeting. So if your child or if your students in speech, you have a meeting there in the media center at 5:30, 6:30. There's a varsity boys wrestling meet here in Grinnell High School against Dallas Center Grimes. JV meet here at Grinnell High School versus Dallas Center Grimes. And then there's a swimming boys varsity meet against multiple schools at Grinnell College. I believe it's their first home meet of the year, maybe second, uh, somewhere for around For the there. boys swim? Yeah, yeah. No, this would be number Oh, they're quite into it. Three. <laughs> three, three. Yeah, it's because they just had that one. Right, that's Saturday. correct, that's correct. 
And then on Friday, it's a big night. Uh, Dallas Center Grimes comes to town. So girls JV, boys JV, boys ninth grade, girls varsity, and boys varsity all against Dallas Center Grimes. That should be a fun night. There's also a wrestling JV tournament at Roland Story. And then on Saturday, they have from 8.30 a.m. to 5 at night, the Lincoln Rail Splitter debate at Abraham Lincoln High School. I love that name. I love the Lincoln Rail Splitters. That's such a cool name. Uh, the debate team is going to go to there, to Abraham Lincoln High School in Des Moines. I don't think they ever call it Abraham Lincoln. They just call it Lincoln High School. Yeah. Uh, and then there's also a wrestling boys varsity tournament versus Roland Story at Roland Story. And that wraps up this week of sports. And then everybody's on break for Christmas. So, uh, yeah, get your get your uh, sports fix in before the holiday season. And uh, there's a lot of opportunities to come and watch good sports events and uh, speech and choir and band events. Exactly. And, and, you know, one thing that we just threw out there on our Twitter and Facebook page this morning that – Blake and I are going to have an end-of-the-year recap, so we're just kind of having a little fun with see if anyone's interested in, in voting for your your top five sports clips of the year or sports events. This will Moments, go actually yeah. go all the way back to 2019, January 1. So this, those who were seniors that have graduated, there's literally eight and a half or seven and a half months that yeah. – their names could be thrown into that event also. And uh, once we, after we throw this out there for today, see how many people are interested in, in having some fun with us, we will be throwing a website out, website page that you could go and view. And then it's basically there's going to be uh, 10 clips, and the top five clips of those 10 clips are going to make the top five. And then we're going to have a, at the end of the year, Believe it or not, we are going to have our first video podcast, and we're going to throw it out there. It'll be on YouTube Live, plus it'll also be on our Podbean uh, server that you'll be able to, to watch the whole event live. So we're kind of excited about that, something new. We'll probably do maybe one video podcast every month. The rest of them will just stay on a voice podcast, but we're pretty excited. Do it. Do I get to give them some of the sneak peeks for what events? You could give them a sneak peek. So here's just some of the events that we have on here um, uh, that are possibilities. We have Megan Doty's buzzer beater against Gilbert. That was in January. That was in January. Uh, The girls obviously advancing to state for the third time in basketball. We have boys baseball when Drew Coffin snagged that game winning (laughs) out to beat Oskaloosa in baseball. Uh, Jaden Gibson's 300th strikeout against Norwalk. There was one the boys' baseball team upset 10th rate Ballard. This one will probably be a popular one when Wyatt Hunter ran for 321 yards against Newton to break the school record. And then just recently, J. Cole's game winner against Benton and Grinnell's thrilling victory over Newton. Uh, if you have any other moments, we'd love to hear them uh, if you can find them. And, and what we're doing is they are only off of what we've done video on. Right, right. So it basically the home home games that we have broadcasted. Mm-hmm. So, that I mean, that throws in basketball, uh, baseball, girls, softball. baseball, softball, and then all of football season this year. Uh, even if you have a favorite, and I'll throw this out there, a favorite event from the South Tama football game, because we did videotape and we have highlights of that right. whole, you name what part of it that you want, and, and we could retrieve that video and make a clip out of that too. So... We're gonna we're trying to have some fun with this, and uh, like I said, we're we're pretty excited about all the support that you have given us as listeners for the Tiger Sports Livestream Podcast, and we're just trying to go ahead and make it one step better and have 
have an end of the year so we can actually show off some of the things that we've done and, and give you guys some pretty good memories at that. And we've had a great year of podcasts. I mean, great, yeah. great guests, everything else. I mean, it's been a big year. And we're working on some, uh, I thought maybe we'd have a guest lined up for this week, but uh, going into next week, we should have a guest. Uh, so right now, until we get through there, uh, I will throw back. Uh, one thing I forgot to say is when we get done, uh, I want to thank uh, Coach uh, assistant coach Mark Kevitt, and then at the end of the boys' uh, commentary that we had, we threw in uh, Cole McGriff was our guest up instead of Coach Sharp. So we want to thank both of those guys for coming up and talking to us about after their games on uh, Clear Creek Amana and the Newton game. So that's all we have here for tonight or yep. this afternoon. Uh, for myself, Dan Walker. Blake Walker, we appreciate everyone for listening. Have a good week and get all your holiday shopping in. And go Tigers. Gets it into Jake. Jake up for two. Off the glass. Gets fouled. He's going to the line to shoot two for real this time. Jake holds six as first. We're tied. Jake holds second free throw. He's going to foul. This production is a copyright of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network. Any use of this podcast or material from it is prohibited without the permission of the Tiger Sports Livestream Network.